Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. It's brand new, season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Class Action is a production of iHeartRadio and Sound Argument. Today is indeed a wonderful day. As we gather to celebrate the confirmation of the next justice of the United States Supreme Court, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. And Judge Jackson, you will inspire generations of leaders. They will watch your confirmation hearings and read your decisions. The young leaders of our nation will learn from the experience, the judgment, the wisdom that you, Judge Jackson, will apply in every case that comes before you. And they will see, for the first time, four women sitting on that court at one time. Hey, y'all, I'm Serby. I'm from Georgia Tech. We're over there. Go Jackets! Hi everyone, I'm Travis Harper. This is Stella Asmarone <laughs> from Harvard Mock Trial. And we're so excited for this weekend. Good luck, guys. Hey everyone, my name's Angela Armistead. My name is Jalen Trapp. And we're the captains of Howard University Mock Trial, HU. <laughs> Hi guys, my name is Sophia Pittman-Jones. And I'm Divya Kumar. And we're representing the University of Cincinnati with our first ever all-female team. Hello, I'm Renee Simeon. And my name is Amaya Ronzik. I'm the captain of the Dillard University mock trial team in New Orleans. And as we say in New Orleans, les de les bon temps roulés, let the good times roll. Who you, who you rolling with? Me! What the rest? You! <laughs> up, up, out of it. And everybody smile. Everybody pop your left leg. Pop your left leg. Pop, pop the left leg. leg. Pop the leg. Pop the left leg. Is everybody's left leg pop? No, left leg pop. Ah, we're alive. Oh, we are alive. Hey, Dylan. Okay, that's cute. All right. Where are we looking? And there they are. There is Howard Mock Trial right there. Howard, Howard Mock Trial. Hey, Howard Mock Trial right there, looking beautiful and special, all melanated and gorgeous. Just look at beautiful them. Beautiful black people. How Give are me. you? <laughs> no, I'm for everybody that's black. So. Okay. <laughs> period. Oh, you know, we stick together. Howard is an HBCU that typically comes to the national setting, so this isn't their first rodeo. However, it is ours. We are the first black team from the South 
to come to nationals. We were also the first black team or team in general from the state of Louisiana coming to nationals. So there are a lot of things that are riding on the back of my teammates and I um, going into this, and we couldn't be more honored. Good afternoon. How special is it to all be together again? On behalf of the planning committee on Elizabethtown College and Lancaster County and its 575,000 residents, welcome. My name is Grant Keener. I'm the chair of the plant tournament planning committee. As I look around, I think, you know, like growing up, I always wanted to be a baseball announcer. This isn't exactly how I thought it was going to be. I've been involved with collegiate mock trials since about 2007, and I serve as the chair of the national championship tournament planning committee. Today is the opening ceremony for the tournament. The Lancaster County Courthouse will be hosting 16 trials per round. We're going to have six at the Holiday Inn and two at the Lancaster Bar Association. And we, we are so for each trial, they will draw two teams. The first team drawn will be the prosecution team. The second team drawn will be the defense team. We ask that teams refrain from pre-trial cheers and chants in the courthouse. We know it's an important tradition for some of you. We respect that. The sheriffs do not like it. The bailiffs do not like it. And frankly, I've heard from some of our judges that they don't enjoy it. So please have your pre-trial moment with your team quietly and refrain from any loud expressions of pre-trial pump-upness. Welcome to Nationals. Okay, I'm gonna do it again. He said we can't chant in the courthouse, so we gotta get the noise out now. Welcome to the in-person national championship. That was a little bit. This has been a long time coming. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle 
and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's been a long year for the previously unranked team from Dillard University. They've put in hundreds of hours of practice and traveled thousands of miles on the road. Today, they find themselves surrounded by the best and the brightest. They've reached the promised land. This is episode 12. The Richard M. Calkins Award. Presented annually to the championship team of the Intercollegiate Mock Trial National Championship. If our students get the idea that the only thing that matters is winning, they are losing 50% of what being a lawyer and participating in the judicial system is. For as we know... Lawyers are officers of the court and the pursuit of truth is paramount at all times. Richard M. Calkins, President of American Mock Trial Association. Flawless execution. I'd like to think I will be a voice actor at some point in my life, so, you know, this was my audition. Yeah. Wow, do you think I'll get this? We are going to start with the draw from the DOS division. Nothing's time with us. In courtroom A, representing the state, the Yellow Jackets of Georgia Tech, Team 1001, facing the Blue Devils of Dillard University, wow. Team 1216. Where are we at? In courtroom two. Imagine an NCAA basketball tournament and all of the teams are in one hotel. You can feel the nervous energy as teams pile into elevators dressed in pajamas and workout gear. Some are already uncomfortable in their courtroom suits. The young would-be lawyers take over every free space inside the hotel, driving the staff crazy. We're from Ohio State. It's my senior year, so it's my last time. We're from Emory, Emory University. The Emory Eagles is the school mascot. Yeah. We're very chaotic at all times, but in the best possible way. So we're really high energy. It's been a good year. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. We're happy to be back at Nationals in person. Yeah, we're from Yale. Yeah. Um, New Haven, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's felt very, very long. Um, but it's crazy because this case, we've had three weeks with it. So it's been a long time, but um, still not feeling as prepared as I wish I felt. It's fun and nerve-wracking, um, but I, I think this case is really juicy, so uh, I'm happy to be doing it. You know, I got sick of that arson case after months and months of doing it. Yeah. Yeah, we're from Harvard. So it's been fun seeing what other teams have come up with and, you know, changing our material based on what we see, but. To amp myself up, listen to ratchet music, listen to gangbanger music, and that's what helps me get hyped up. It depends, because I, I might listen to some old stuff, like some Ice Cube, or I might listen to some stuff that only people from Miami is gonna know. So Piccolo, if you're, you're listening to this, I listen to your music. Yes. Gotta have the ratchet stuff. Yesterday, I was getting off the elevator to come talk to Miss Kimbrough, and I'm on a mission. I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of time. Like I'm, I need to go. And I get out the elevator, and it's a bunch of mock trial kids. And I'm like, Hey, how y'all doing? And I hear them saying, That's him. That's him. That's him. And they say, Are you? Hey, what what school are y'all? Are y'all dealer? And we're like, yeah. And they're like, oh my God, y'all are the ones who turned the lights off and had the hood on and da da da. And I'm just like, oh, I'm famous. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Very excited, very grateful. You know, just kind of taking it all in. It's very exciting. 
you know, there's some degree of a Cinderella story still to it. I'm not offended by that. I know that there are some who are. Um, that doesn't offend me. I think the difference, though, is, of course, we know the story of Cinderella. There is a fairy godmother that comes and creates all of this magic. And in this case, there was no fairy godmother, unless maybe it's me. I don't know. But I don't, no, seriously, though, I mean, there was no fairy godmother. They did the work. This is something that we always talked about, like even my freshman year, I remember crying that I didn't make it past regionals. Like every year, freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, we didn't make it past. And I just think right now and all of everything that we've been through was just to condition us to get to this point. And I think we wouldn't have been ready and we wouldn't have done this great if it wasn't this exact group of people, this exact um, set of circumstances. So I'm just happy that it was right now and not when I when I asked for it, so. I feel like you never really know what's coming. You can only prepare for what you believe is coming. So you just gotta keep that game face on and you know, just do the job that you were tasked with, which is to participate in this trial in whatever capacity you were granted. Just a little scene setting here. We're in the old courthouse in a cavernous courtroom that feels abandoned. There are 25-foot ceilings and fabricated pillars with elaborate cornices. The court itself sits on an elevated platform in front of a semicircular chamber. And the three judges sit behind a massive wooden bench with antique lamps in the shape of the scales of justice. On the walls are dusty portraits of Lancaster County's long-forgotten barristers, all white men in black robes staring down in judgment. Your Honor, opposing counsel, members of the jury, may it please the court. Every scheme needs a scapegoat. On August 9th, 2021, Officer Jay Murtaugh was handcuffed and arrested in front of all of their colleagues at the Midlands Center Police Department. After they were cuffed, they were put in the back of a squad car and taken to central booking, charged with fraud. Well, every scheme needs a scapegoat. And you will learn that is what Jay Murtaugh is trying to make out of Gene Riggs. I know what you're thinking. Murtaugh and Riggs? Where have I heard those names before? I'm channeling Los Angeles, 1987. Mel Gibson, overacting in a mullet. Danny Glover has a sleazy-looking mustache. OMG, it's Lethal Weapon. And in this case, it's the cops who are the bad guys that don't stand a chance. The prosecution will want you to believe the word of a crooked cop. They would want you to believe that Gene Riggs was part of some scheme to take state property and embezzle funds. But the evidence will show that nothing of the sort is true. The evidence will show that Jay Murtaugh in the span of this whole investigation was thinking of one person. And it wasn't protecting the people of Midlands. Now... Because the majority of the seniors have been on here since we got to this, uh, to Dillard. I really think you just have to rest on the fact that you know what you're doing. Like, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this, man. I've been doing this for four years at this point. A confident attitude is critical at this level. But at times in this trial, the Dillard team is a little too persistent. They're pressing. And as a result, they're tripping over their words. Yes, and when Officer Riggs pulled you over, you learned that what you were shipping was a pack, a brick, excuse me, of cocaine. Isn't that right? Yes, Your Honor. This is the witnesses then exist. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yes, it does. We are here today because the prosecution is charging the defendant with falsification and embezzlement of state property. Drugs are considered state. Drugs seized by the Midland Center Police Department are state property. The purity of the drugs of Bartholomew's, I mean, excuse me, the purity of the drugs of Murtaugh as well as Riggs were actually less than the regional average. So it's your testimony today that you didn't look back at Gene Riggs' numbers after talking to Peyton Travis about Jay Murtaugh giving Gene Riggs up as an accomplice? In the past, LaJeunet has been criticized for being too aggressive in her cross-examinations. She's kept it in check all season, but today she goes after the witness. But yet and still, 
You, those were the only ones you flagged before you talked to Peyton Travis, isn't that right? And you have no evidence to show that Gene Riggs took any of those drugs out of that lab, isn't that correct? Thank you, I have no further questions. I think we've had to learn to take certain comments from certain judges with a grain of salt. My trial is a very subjective sport. It, it very much is. And you want to improve and you want to like, you know, take in what they have to say. Um, but you, you kind of have to decide where you want to put merit on certain things. Like um, if a judge tells me, like we've had judges say like we came off aggressive. It's just kind of like, it's not about you at that point. It's about whatever they feel and they're letting whatever like implicit things that's going on or, like or unconscious things go on dictate this situation. So you kind of have to kind of take yourself out of it sometimes and just remember like this is something that person is dealing with whether consciously or unconsciously and this is how it's being presented and you just happen to be seeing the effects of it. You have to step down. Yeah, so you may step down. Uh, let's take a five-minute break. Yes, sir. No, please make it quick. Please make it quick. I need to go with them. Thank you. During the break, the team scurries into the hallway outside of the courtroom. They're clearly rattled by their own performance and perhaps a bit intimidated by the team from Georgia Tech. Let's go. I just mentioned to Judge Reese, it's sort of funny, um, the very first year we started the team and we went to regionals, the last round was Georgia Tech. Um, and so, of course, we our first round here is Georgia Tech. So. I know they're a great team. I mean, I can say that. I mean, they're always they're always very good. They're always um, competitive. You know, they, they, they come to nationals uh, regularly. Um, longstanding program, very uh, experienced. Now they brought to you this chart, this quote unquote plan, but as you heard, none of this actually transpired over trial. The Diller team has overcome hurricanes and bomb threats to get here. They've beaten top-ranked teams in front of all white judges. This is something that they needed to contrive, something that they needed to show you. But it's obvious that this round is slipping away. Even a Hail Mary closing from DeAndre Bell may not be enough to win the round. Members of the jury wait for the smoke to clear because every scheme needs a scapegoat. And in this case, because Officer Murtaugh went down, she decided somebody else had to go down with her. So just some like more general feedback. I thought openings are really good, but they tended a little bit too far on the argumentative side at times. I think you need to relax a little bit. Be yourself, you know. Don't come in here into a courtroom and try to be somebody other than who you are. You're, you're just a little bit too rigid. And, and I don't think that you're that way because I, I see you walking around and, and talking. And so don't try and be somebody that you're not. Um, Ms. Shelton was a little bit rigid as well in the beginning and then she kind of relaxed a little bit and became a little more of herself. Um, when you're doing a trial, they always say this is a fun experience. Being in a trial is like downhill skiing, going just as fast, but not so fast you lose control. But you almost do, and sometimes you do. But when that happens, you go on to automatic pilot, and you save it. That's what it's like. My morale kind of started to go down. I started stumbling under my words and I didn't really have the response that I wanted to have. And it's like, I knew what to say, but it just didn't come out. And so I was getting irritated by that. I had a massive headache. I stayed for the comments, listened to the comments. Everybody was excited to talk about the clothes and things like that. But I was just like, y'all, uh, I'm listening. I'm gonna stay here. But as soon as we're done, I gotta go. And literally when I made it to my room, I took off all my clothes and just plopped in bed. I knew it wouldn't be easy, but I knew the person I nominated would be put through a painful and difficult confirmation process. But I have to tell you, what Judge Jackson was put through was well beyond that. There was verbal abuse, the anger, 
In the face of it all, Judge Jackson showed the incredible character and integrity she possesses. Now, folks, it's my honor, and it truly is an honor, to introduce you the next Associate Justice of the United States Supreme Court, the Honorable Katanji Brown Jackson. And I'm going to just tell you my own personal peccadillo. You'll always want to deal with possibilities. Okay? Anybody have any questions? As a practitioner, and as a judge, really, I like the fact that I can make a difference in somebody's life. You know, I take a very, very serious view of the legal profession. And when you think about things that have changed in this country, that have changed the lives of America, they usually start in the mind of a lawyer, whether drafting a law, putting forward a bill, filing a case. It usually starts in the mind of a lawyer. And that's a very substantial responsibility. And also lawyers uh, can make a very, very good income and have a good lifestyle. But with uh, wealth comes responsibility. If you are hit wealthy enough or if you're lucky enough to achieve it, so I try to teach on that side of it too, that you're a professional, you have to be a professional. You have to give me your best. Because sometimes the only thing that stands between them and loss of freedom is a lawyer. And that's a very substantial responsibility. Uh, do you have anybody that's here to help carry stuff? I do not. I'm just doing it all by myself. Is everything okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, just one lunch? Yep, got it. Much. Where are we headed? To grab a seat to eat lunch before our next round starts. The whole idea here is the fact that Riggs and Murtaugh have a criminal enterprise, a business. And so the tournament thus far, we faced Boston University and Emory. It went pretty well. I think our team was very competitive, and we did a very good job against them. Really good. It's been nice to see that we can compete with the higher levels because we're a smaller school, we're about 1,100 students, and we're up against schools with 40, 50,000 students each, and we're still able to compete, win, tie, do things of that sort. We're from American University, um, and we just finished our second round of the day. Um, everyone feels really good. It's it's been a wonderful experience. Everyone's learning a lot and getting to see some really good mock. We have. Well, Tufts A has played so far UC Santa Barbara and UC Irvine, so it's nice because we got to play schools from very far away, which is always good at the national championship because, you know, you spend most of the year going against, like, the same schools in your area. Oh, it's great. We have so many friends from across the country that without this activity, we would have never met. Uh, we've got friends from Tufts out in Massachusetts, from UCLA out in California, and, you know, everywhere in between. Um, and it's really fun that we get to come together once again and really just see each other because when this activity was online, obviously we couldn't really talk to each other. We didn't get to see each other. We didn't get to have those times in between rounds in the hotel um, where we, you know, we really get to talk about like, you know, where do you want to go to law school? What do you want to do with your life? And uh, it's really interesting to see how like these people can, these connections that you're making in mock trial can really influence your life, your trajectory, your path, your passions. Hey, uh, we're from Duke University. It's kind of tough being the most charming team in Antha, but we take on that burden happily and we're doing it really well. Do you know who round three is? Did you all find out? Um, yeah, we're going prosecution again. Yeah, we just got done with prosecution and we got picked. Who? Hamilton. Hamilton College. Uh, courtroom six on the third floor. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Condensed version. Condensed version. Condensed version. And whisper this time. Whisper. It's a new thing. Just follow. Okay, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on. This team. This team. This team. This team. This team. This team. This team, this team, strong team, strong team, this team, this team, strong team, strong team, this team, this team, black team, black team, this team, this team, black team, black team. I love my team, 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 I love my team. So let's get in here and do what we gotta do. It looks like judges are coming, so let's go. Yeah. I'm on coming. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome a lot my freshman year, and I went to this um, summer program where I basically learned that if I'm there, I'm there for a reason, and obviously I'm qualified. And, you know, there's a quote that says, um, God doesn't call the qualified, but he qualifies the called, basically. And so even if, you know, there are places that I was slipping up on, which I was slipping up at nationals, I'm not going to lie, but I felt like it was a learning um just just a learning moment for me. So it wasn't that I felt like I was out of place because I felt like a lot of the rounds were evenly matched. It's just that I wasn't used to doing it back to back to back because at this point we're pulling out all the stops, but for every round. So we're getting tired and it's just about like keeping up your stamina. So there were some moments where I didn't, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't feel like we were gelling because we all want the best possible outcome each and every time. So I would see DeAndre in the corner panicking and I would see Taylor in the corner scribbling down something on her notes. I'm trying to get something else in order. So those moments right there were having me nervous, like, oh my gosh, are we going to make it out of this round? Dillard and Hamilton are evenly matched when it comes to their litigation skills. This trial comes down to the credibility of the witnesses. Good afternoon, Ms. Rudd. Hi, sweetie. It's all about acting skills and make-believe accents. Now, Ms. Rudd, you blame Officer Riggs 
for having to serve that prison sentence. I do. I think Officer Riggs should have to tell the truth today and get justice. Well, Miss Rudd, you actually want revenge on Officer Riggs. I do. I feel like Officer Riggs should have to go through everything that she deserves, especially for making me do something I didn't want to do. I feel like this character was more me, because I'm a Southern Bear, very country. She's a very fun witness to do, so. My first dream was to be on Broadway, and then I discovered law. The Hamilton witness goes for the classic bad guy accent from every spy movie you've ever seen. Right, and you never saw the defendant kick out anyone of your club, did you? Oh, no. But you did see more overt sellings of drugs once the defendant started working there, isn't that right? Yes, exactly. It was very confused in paying all of this money, but there are still drugs. How does that make sense? I, I would just like to ask, just for my example of this, uh, the third defense witness, was, was that a character you were playing, or? Uh, yes. Okay. I'm sorry, Russian, but I'm not Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I just want to, you know, it's always characters are very um, high risk, high reward. So, you know, you can uh, get someone that really enjoys it, or you can get someone who, you know, may find it offensive. So just be careful with that. I do want to echo what Harry said. I mean, you know, when we do accents, when we do characters, just just be cognizant of that. I usually don't like you know, zany accents unless they have a reason for the story, because it's just like, you're just tacking this on. All right, let's get a couple minutes here to, to rally, rally up all the stuff. I, from what I understand, we give the blue sheets to the runners, as the doubles of the timekeepers, and then we do comments, and then we're free to prep up for the next round. I'm glad that it was prosecution for the third round since the second round was prosecution and I think that it gave us the opportunity to clean some things up. I think that our performance was a lot sharper. So I'm pretty satisfied. Um, I don't really mind what the ballots look like. I came here to have fun and I think that I did that, so. You know, you gotta take it all with a grain of salt. We're not worried about who's gonna win the tournament. We're in the moment right now and um, you know, trusting that the process is gonna take care of itself. What's going through your head now? This oh, is your last case. Oh my goodness. Case. Is it our last case? What is your last case as an uh, undergrad from our trial? Is it? Are we going to the championship round? Oh, okay. That's true. Okay. Um, are we, let's, get, let's pray. Let's pray, y'all. I believe we're waiting on our Amaya. Does anybody know when the round starts? Like, 9.30. 9.30. Not, Everybody, take a deep breath. Y'all relax. Come on. Already took. My, my nerves bad too. I promise. It's all good though. It's all good. Our Father and our God, we thank you. We thank you for getting us through the first three rounds, Father God. We thank you for bringing us to this very moment, Father God. We thank you for giving us a case that was meant for the Dillard Mock Trial Team, Father God. Father God, I've declared victory every time I've talked to you this past weekend, Father God. For I know, just as much as everyone else in this group, Father God, that we will be in that national championship round, Father God. Father God, in 2018, we saw the promised land. Now, Father God, in 2022, we've made it to the promised land. Father God, now that we've crossed the river Jordan, I ask that you let us knock down the walls of Jericho, Father. Father God, you've been with us through COVID. You've been with us through hurricanes. Thank you, you've been with us through death, Father God. Thank you've God. been with us every year since this team's inception. And so we stand in this space on the shoulders of our ancestors, Thurgood yes. Marshall. We stand on the shoulders of our ancestors, Charles Hamilton Houston. We stand on the shoulders of Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. Father God, we thank you. Thank you, For putting us as black people in this space and showing everyone here that we are not something to be messed with. Father God, thank you. Thank you. No direct form against us shall prosper in your honor. 
No, no, no cross shall formed against us shall prosper. No opening formed against us shall prosper. No closing formed against us shall, shall prosper, Father God. And so we ask that you, you stretch your hand over us. Put a hedge yes, of protection God. around us, Father God. Send down your angels to speak through us, Father God. Yes. Prosecution, are you ready to proceed? Yes, Your Honor. Okay, defense, are you ready to proceed? Yes, Your Honor. All right. I really have received so much from being in community with these students or being able to sort of walk along with them on this part of their journey. Your Honor, Mr. Solomon, members of the jury, may it please the court. Every scheme needs a scapegoat. On August 9th, 2021, Officer Jay Murtaugh was handcuffed in front of all of their constituents at the Midland Center Police Department. I would say the majority of them are motivated by the prospect of being able to make change in their communities. Your Honor, may I proceed with Cross? You may. Ms. Murtaugh, before you go There are students at Dillard who want to go to law school because they want to have lucrative careers, but those end up not being the ones who join the mock trial team. Many of our students who have had experience with uh, the judicial system, the legal system, most of that has been negative. You mentioned a time where the defendant gave you some money, correct? Yes. But you never asked the defendant where he got that money from. I guess not, no. But you never actually saw Mr. Riggs sell those drugs, did you? That's correct, ma'am. But that was the I think that's the reason they show up. That's the reason that they want to go into the profession. That's why they want to be on the team. They want to develop the skills to be able to say, no, I want to be a part of this change. Objection, Your Honor, to improper character. Explain. Yes, Your Honor, they're using this for propensity's sake. To use an instance from 2015 to suggest that Mr. Riggs is now guilty in 2022 is most definitely being used for the character of Mr. Riggs. Counsel, I agree with the defense. If you can lay the foundation that this previous complaint instance was part of the conspiracy you're alleging, you're firmly in barnacle. This comes in, but until you lay that foundation, this is excludable. Move the strike, Your Honor. Granted. I don't care who it is. Like, you have the ability to compete against anyone. And I think that that is invaluable. Like, that lesson, and I see it manifest itself for those who go on from the team and who go on to law school, when oftentimes people of color can feel like imposters in law school classrooms and, like, they don't have the ability to be successful. But it's like, no, 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 because you've already had experience showing up with people who have far more resources and more privilege, and you win. Well, that brings us to my next point. You actually confronted Officer Martel about this, right? Correct. You lied to Officer Murtaugh. Correct. And in doing so, Officer Murtaugh confessed all that she'd done to you, right? Correct. We fronted with some evidence that... You know, we're in a really interesting time in the history of our country that I think this sort of window has opened up for some of this progress to happen. I'm under no delusion that that is just like a foregone conclusion, like that it will always be this way. And so I think... You know, in every space we find ourselves, we have to, you know, while the wind is at our back, we have to continue to push and to try to make as much progress as we can um, because I, we just don't know how long that window is going to be open. Thank you all very much. Thank you. I have dedicated my career to public service because I love this country and our Constitution and the rights that make us free. I am standing on the shoulders of my own role models, generations of Americans who never had anything close to this kind of opportunity, but who got up every day and went to work believing in the promise of America, showing others through their determination and yes, their perseverance that good, good things can be done in this great country. From my grandparents on both sides, who had only a grade school education but instilled in my parents the importance of learning, to my parents, who went to racially segregated schools growing up 
and were the first in their families to have the chance to go to college. It has taken 232 years and 115 prior appointments for a black woman to be selected to serve on the Supreme Court of the United States. But we've made it. We've made it, all of us, all of us. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your Honor, Mr. Morris, members of the jury, just imagine the embarrassment Officer Murtaugh faced as she was handcuffed in front of her colleagues. Just imagine the embarrassment Officer Murtaugh faced as she was walked down into a squad car. Imagine Officer Murtaugh sitting in a jail cell. Members of the jury, this isn't a joke. This isn't a laughing matter. This is something serious, and they are trying to accuse my client of embezzlement and falsification. No witness came before you today and could tell you that my client stole anything from the police department. One of the things the prosecution promised to you was that the only name you would hear throughout the entirety of this trial was Officer Gene Riggs. 
but it would serve as no surprise to you nor myself that the name Officer Jay Murtaugh showed up not once, not twice, but 59 times. Why? Because every scheme needs a scapegoat. In today's case, the state tried to make a scapegoat out of Gene Riggs. This web of conspiracies that has been stunned by the opposing counsel cannot stand because every scheme needs a scapegoat. And as the defense, we ask that you please don't let them make a scapegoat out of Gene Riggs. Find him not guilty. This has been a great weekend. It's been a lot of fun. I'm so glad that we were able to do this and be back together in person. Okay, so this year we gave you arson and then we gave you guns and money. And drugs. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're gonna give out some awards. So when I announce your name, stand up, be recognized. Once you're recognized, start coming, but we're not waiting for you to get down for the next one. We're gonna have a parade. Took 24 ranks in the DOS division. We're starting with team 1562, the Gauchos of UCSB, Madeline Whalen. With 27 ranks on the defense from team 1587, Howard University, Jalen Trapp. <laughs> 24 ranks on the defense. One of the Longhorns of Texas, Madavi Sumer. Going to 25 ranks on the state side. Going to some BLEU Blue Devils. Team 1216, Dillard's Lejean Shelton. <laughs> Nice to be in New Orleans right now. Um, all right, in the DOS division, it took 22 ranks to be named an All-American witness. So we are going to start with an All-American yellow jacket from Georgia Tech, Jordan Spencer. Our next All-American witness on the defense side of the case, let me see if I'm doing this right. D.U. Renee Simeon. All-American. Yes. Now to announce our Spirit of Ampton winners. Hello, everyone. My name is Missy Watt. The main reason that I find this award so significant, one is that you all are the ones who vote on it. And as you go on out into the real world and practice real law, remember that the way you treat other people is important and that the way you, you treat them is something that they will remember. If you practice law, I can promise you that the attorneys I remember are either the ones who were dishonest, who I couldn't trust, and I also remember the ones who were the kindest and were the easiest to work with. With that, um, I'm very excited to announce, with 29 ranks, I was their first AMTA rep. I have to give them this award. So please join me in congratulating Team 1216, Dillard University. This for you, Miss Kimball, we love you! 
2022 Intercollegiate Mock Trial National Championship All-American Witness. We just got something Miss Kimbrough's been wanting us to get for a really long Forever. time, which is the spirit of Empta, because she says we're not nice people. But we should be even proven wrong. So, <laughs> we're nice yeah. people. We got spirit of Empta. That's really, that's really awesome. We got some individual awards too. Uh, I got an All-American Attorney Award. And I am officially an All-American Witness. I think that, like, I couldn't have asked our team to go into that round or these last four rounds and do anything differently. I am extremely proud and blessed to say I'm a part of this team. And in my senior year, I finally got my flowers. And it feels good. Um, and the recognition and just, you know, even being here with another HBCU, it's, it, it's oh, I'm, I'm overjoyed. I, I think... You know, you come you come to nationals with the intent of crushing everybody and doing all that. But I think you know, Dillard, we realize we're not we're not really here for that. We're here to show people what, who we are and what we're made of, and we made it. We made it all the way to nationals, and we we are nationally ranked again, and we have all American witnesses and attorneys on this team. So it's an amazing experience. Wow, we didn't ind individually know every single one of those African-American students who got recognized as part of some team or as an all-American attorney or all-American women. So best believe we stood up when they, when they got announced because they need to know that we got their back. And they are loved by this community, whether you are directly from Dillard or not. At the end of the day, when, when one of us win, we all win. So it feels good, it feels good. There were five teams at seven wins. In 10th place with seven wins and a CS of 21 and a half, team 1125, Washington University in St. Louis. We have a Three-way tie for third, fourth, and fifth place in the DOS division at a record of eight wins. The fifth place team with eight wins and a CS of 21. Team 1049, the Blue Devils of Duke. In third place in the DOS division with eight wins and a combined strength of 25, the Bulldogs of Yale. The champion of the DOS division with 11 wins, one loss, a combined strength of 28 from Hyde Park, the south side of Chicago, the Maroons of the University of Chicago. The champion of the Stressman division with 11 wins, and a CS of 30 and a half, the Crimson of Harvard, 1606. Despite their best efforts, Dillard finishes near the bottom of the standings at the competition, a disappointment for sure. For coach Adria Kimbrough, this is her last tournament for Dillard. It feels great. It's great. I mean, I don't know any other word to say. I mean, I'm very proud. But Coach Kimbrough delivered. She brought her unranked team to the promised land. What they won cannot be um, measured in a trophy. I mean, they create a legacy that is going to last uh, far beyond this moment. I couldn't be more proud. I think I'm very proud. We got two All-Americans and the Spirit of Amber Award at the National uh, uh, Championship Tournament. I don't think we did too bad. <laughs> I think the most important thing, and I don't want to cry when I say this, I think the most important thing is just putting small HBCUs on the map. I think just showing people that you can go to Dillard, you can be the captain of the mock trial team, go to nationals. A lot of students that I know in pre-law came to Dillard just for the mock trial team. 
and not all of them made it, but like made it on the team. But the fact that we were able to accomplish this after, to be honest, having a losing streak, we hadn't made it out of regional since before I even got there. So just to be able to show, you know, our student body what we've been working for, there are people who've invited us to parties and we couldn't go because we had competition, people who wanted us to do whatever and we we couldn't we sacrificed a lot and for them to finally see oh this is what you were working for it feels really good so when i arrived on campus i was very nervous at first because for some reason it didn't seem like i was like worthy of that experience I was in a full trench coat with my neck pillow, my suitcase. Like, I obviously just came from the airport. I was asking around for directions because I didn't know where I was going, and I kept mispronouncing, like, the name of the hall I was supposed to be at. And everybody was like, what are you talking about? I never thought that I would, you know, go to Harvard. In fact, it wasn't even my first, you know, choice. I was just like, I know I want to be on mock trial. Let me see the mock trial room. Like, let me see where I'm going to be practicing and studying. Just seeing the courtroom. And it wasn't even that fancy. I'm not going to lie to you. But the history behind it. And they have this um, competition where, like, every at the finals every year, there's a Supreme Court justice that sits to judge the competition. And they were like, well, hopefully we can get Judge Jackson since she was just confirmed she's an alum. And I was like... I would kill to be in the room if, if she were to judge one of our competitions. So I just, I didn't feel out of place anymore. I was like, okay, I don't care that there's 80 students here. I don't care that there's only five black students in the class right now. I just care that this actually makes sense to me. And I know not everything is gonna make sense to me in law school, but the fact that I felt like I could go there and it could be completely fine, that I won't feel like a fish out of water, that I know I'll be able to handle it. That was what was most important to me. Just you know, knowing that I'll be okay, I guess. To be sure, I have worked hard to get to this point in my career, and I have now achieved something far beyond anything my grandparents could have possibly ever imagined. But no one does this on their own. The path was cleared for me so that I might rise to this occasion. And in the poetic words of Dr. Maya Angelou, I do so now while bringing the gifts my ancestors gave. I, I am the dream and the hope of the slave. So, so as I take on this new role, I strongly believe that this is a moment in which all Americans can take great pride. We have come a long way toward perfecting our union. In my family, it took just one generation to go from segregation to the Supreme Court of the United States. And it is an honor, the honor of a lifetime, for me to have this chance to join the court, to promote the rule of law at the highest level, and to do my part to carry our shared project of democracy and equal justice under law forward into the future. Thank you again, Mr. President and members of the Senate, for this incredible honor. Oh yes, um, actually Dillard was ranked in the top 50 most beautiful campuses in the country. Very. So the, this is the main part of the campus, these are the dorms, this is Williams dorm. Um, the bookstore gym and things of that nature right here. Dent is straight ahead, this is where the basketball team plays. So we have four years to prepare ourselves for going into the world and into a world that wasn't designed for them. And for me personally, 
At an HBCU, and I know a lot of black students feel the same way, we are safe. It is four years of only black people, and it's only black people teaching black people how to move in a world that is not made for them. It's hard for me to really judge whether or not a certain generation is gonna be the change, because we've been talking about, oh, this generation's gonna be the change since the civil rights movement. But I will say that more often than not, you will find young people who are sitting here saying, obviously, what you did was not enough to fix the problem. And that's not, that's not a dig at what was done before, but that's me saying, I'm gonna take what you're doing and do something more with it. It's just like that. So this is our professional schools building. Um, this houses largely more so some of our like science um, major stuff. The third floor is where all the labs are. We also have another building for it. Um, but this school also houses like our nursing program. Um, this is where the freshmen get their first year seminar, which is basically a seminar course. Class Action is a production of iHeartRadio and Sound Argument. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.